Welcome to the 15th installment of the On The Money podcast. I am, I, I guess, half. Half, yeah. I guess we've upgraded to half, at least this week, to the host you need me to be, Trent Kinney. And uh, alongside here, Alex DeJoy. Um, we a little shorthanded today. We are, we, we are without um, Matt. And without so, the notorious Anthony Gillenator. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Gillen, uh, you know, other obligations. Matt, hunting trip. I, I guess hope you get that buck. Yeah. Um, last week I went a terrible five and eleven. Gross. I got all the Thanksgiving games right, and I only got two measly games right on Sunday. Sunday wasn't a good day for you. Yeah, not good. Which brings my season total down to fifty-one percent. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping we, I finish over fifty percent on the year. And I'll be happy with that. I, I, I went 8 for 16 last week, 50%. My, my total this year is 52%. Uh, staying right around that 52 53% for the last few weeks. So uh, still hoping we can get that up, though, for sure. Uh, hopping right into tonight's game, Monday Night Football. We got Minnesota Vikings going up against Seattle. Uh, Seattle, like, three-point favorites at home. I'm going to pick them to win and cover this game. Uh, if you give me Seattle at home with that 12th man, Russell Wilson, uh, and only a field goal to, to cover, I'll take that any day. Uh, Minnesota's a good team. They play good defense, and they can run the ball, but uh, I'll take Russell Wilson at home any day. Yeah, to reiterate that, uh, Russell Wilson in prime time at home. Um, Adam Thielen is also out. Mm-hmm. That's a big loss. Harrison Smith, Linval Joseph, questionable. Uh, Seattle is 7-3 and three in their last 10 meetings with Minnesota. Um, and Seattle is 6-0 and oh straight, up, straight up against their last six games against an NFC team. Mm. Seattle's a good team, especially so, at home. So I will take Seattle minus the three. For sure. Um we got next game. We got Sunday first game. We got Dallas at Chicago. Dallas are three point favorites on the road at Chicago. You know, I really don't know who's gonna win this game because <sighs> Dallas isn't playing good football right now. Chicago can only play well. Their offense can only play well against an awful defense. I don't think Dallas's defense is bad enough to make Mitch Trubisky look good. So I'm gonna pick Dallas to win and cover this game. Just purely on an offensive roster standpoint, I think that they can put up point, more points than Chicago can uh, in a matchup perspective. So I'll, I'll take Dallas on the road here, minus three. This is a tough game because it's being played in Chicago. Yeah. Um, but good news for Dallas, the wind isn't terrible. Only around eight miles an hour is projected to be the you know, wind speed. It's this, tough to predict. This week in Chicago. It's tough to predict wind in it, Chicago it, it, a week it away. Is. It is. You know. It is, but it is what it is. <laughs> the weather know, is what it is. And you know, like, going up to play in Chicago in December isn't fun, no matter no. what you do. And especially if you're Dallas who practice inside five days a week. No. So. Um, but um, I don't think Chicago's offense can do anything. They don't get fooled by last week with Detroit's, like, you know, bottom-level defense, you know. Oh my god! I, like bo- I think they're like bottom twenty-eight in almost every category. They are. I think they're below twenty-eight in every <laughs> yeah, category. Like, when like, I was watching that game, that's what I heard. Yeah, they made Mitch Trubisky so, look good. He had yeah. over three hundred yards for the first time I'll in sixteen what, games. The Detroit's quarterback don't look too bad. They're undrafted Blau? free agent. Yeah, he didn't look too bad. He was very. He looked very confident for being an undrafted rookie playing his first game. Yeah, which was 
you know? Um, Good for him. You know, the, Dallas is number one in pass yards per game and yards per play. That, that could give Chicago's defense some problems. Yeah. And they average 100 more pass yards per game than Chicago. So I think um, – and also Jason Garrett's basically coaching for his job at this point. I think he already lost it. You think so? I think it's – If I he wins out? I don't care. I, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't care either if I was Jerry Jones, but it's Jerry, it's Jerry Jones, Jones. And he might cut him some slack. And it's so weird that, that the way Jerry keeps going back and forth about uh, – I would have fired him before the Thanksgiving game. I probably would have fired him against New England. See, I get, I don't understand why people would say that because, like, they lost to, they've lost to good teams all year. Why would New England be any different than them? Because you're expected. Because you're on national TV. Like, but, th- this is on. like America's game of the week all season. Like, this is like probably the X market everyone's counting. Jason Garrett is, uh, hasn't won a, I mean, the Cowboys have never beaten New England since Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have taken over. So I wouldn't expect them, I didn't expect them to last time they played. So I, I can't imagine fighting your coach over losing to the Patriots because fucking it normally happens. Well, how about the Buffalo Bills? That, right after that, I would have fired him. But I get – I feel like because Jerry the Jones – Because the Bills aren't a team that you should get embarrassed by. No, especially <laughs> at home on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like everybody's watching. But Josh Allen was cooking up though. Josh Allen was playing he, good football. On national TV so everyone can – Put him on notice. Put yeah, everybody on notice. He, you guys can stop criticizing me He's, for all this Josh Allen love. So the first, the first six weeks of the year, I was very, very touch. Like it was very touch and go. I felt like with Josh, with Josh Allen, but I feel like he's definitely finding his groove. That he, offense has an identity for sure. He is. He's, he's looking developed. very promising. He has been he, since I think since basically the Patriots game when when they lost sixteen ten. I don't think they lost. I don't think they've lost yet. What? No. Uh, they've lost they, one lost other game. The Eagles. They lost to the Eagles. Uh, yeah, but other than that, they have played very good football. Josh Allen even played well against the Eagles too. He didn't have a bad game. No. So, yeah, definitely, definitely developing. Bills are Bills are definitely a good team this year. Good for them. Speaking of the Bills, next year we got. I, I I didn't take my pick. Oh, never mind. I'm taking Dallas minus a three. They got to win out for this division. You know, I think it's theirs. I don't know when we'll maybe we'll get to it after the picks. Yeah. We'll, but it's theirs. Uh, so, speaking of Buffalo, we got the Baltimore Ravens going into <clears throat> into New Era Stadium up in Buffalo, New York, going to play Buffalo. They are five and a half point favorites. Baltimore is on the ro- road favorites against Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo's playing good football. Uh, I think Baltimore's a better team, though, so I'm going to pick them to win and cover. They played a very good game against uh, the Niners this past weekend, and uh uh, obviously, it was a very good, very good one to watch. They it was they held them pretty well too. Only twenty points for Baltimore is the lowest they've had since I think they lost to the Browns earlier in the year. So it was a good defensive stand by the 49ers. Wish the 49ers offense could have done more. So I think that uh, Baltimore isn't going to be able to put up a ton of points because Buffalo's defense. I wouldn't put it right on par with the 49ers, but it's pretty close. And uh, Buffalo's offense, I don't think, is quite as explosive. Uh, as the as the 49ers, but I think it'll be not a blowout blowout, but it'll probably be a touchdown game. I'll pick Baltimore. Um, I actually love this. I'm making this as my money pick. Um, Baltimore to win and cover here. Uh, Baltimore's averaging 14 more more points per game than Buffalo, yeah. 35 to 21. Um, Baltimore is the number one scoring rushing offense and time on field, and um, Baltimore is actually. 
the number three defense against the run, which is what well, Buffalo, Buffalo does, does well. the best. And I just think Lamar Jackson is just going to give this but like Buffalo's defense is amazing. Don't get me wrong. The thing but is, they're just going to have problems against Lamar. Everyone does. Every, every like, team does. Like like New England was the number one defense going into that game, and they made he made them look silly. Yeah, I mean, putting up 30, 37 points yeah. on that Patriots defense who yeah. hadn't given up more than 14 at that point. That was ridiculous. And, like, we'll, we'll talk about the Patriots when that time comes, but obviously that uh, obviously Buffalo's defense is very and solid. you got to take into consideration the Baltimore-San Fran game. It, it was not the most ideal weather conditions. No. And, so, and so, like, there Lamar wasn't going to be still, a ton of points scored. And Lamar Jackson still balled out. Yeah. He had 100 passing yards and 100 rushing yards I, in, I think they, in a monsoon. It was I think right Baltimore now. wins by more than a touchdown here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, this I've doesn't give me off the Bills train at all. Just yeah. Baltimore is just the best team in the league. It is. They really are right now. <laughs> Definitely now they're in that one seed in the AFC. Scary. Uh, we got next game. We got Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta's two point favorites at home. Carolina just. Uh, am I am I am I reading this right? Carolina lost to the Washington Redskins. They did by a good bit too. It wasn't. Close. It wasn't close. Uh, they need to bounce back. I don't think Atlanta's that good of a team. I feel like I they they've fooled me these last few weeks by playing pretty decent football. Uh, Matt Ryan's playing okay football these past few weeks. I'm gonna take Carolina to win this game uh, straight up because it's only two points. I think that they uh, they they uh, that they beat Atlanta. I, I don't. I think Carolina's a better team. I'm just going because Carolina's six and six against the spread and Atlanta's four. Uh, what four, four and eight? So. Yeah, give me Carolina plus the two. Um, I am actually going Atlanta minus the two here to win. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Atlanta at home in the Georgia Dome. I think this offense explodes. Atlanta is actually the number three passing offense. Matt Ryan's not a slouch. Yeah, I, I don't think Julio, Julio Jones might not be playing, but this offense is still explosive. Yeah, they obviously. still have Calvin you know Ridley. Calvin Ridley and a Devontae Take Freeman. Freeman. So, and they have that one running back. I can't forget his name. I forget his name, but it's like their second string running back, and he's not a bad player at all. Um, Atlanta's also seven and three in their last ten meetings with Carolina and ATS. They're seven and three as well against them. So I'm taking Atlanta minus the two. Hmm. All right. Uh, so battle of the Ohio team, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Cleveland's eight and a half point favorites. Give me Cleveland eight and a half. I know Cincinnati just won a game. Uh, I think Cleveland just has too much talent on the outside to compete with, uh, for the Bengals to compete with. Uh, so I'm taking them. They just lost to the Steelers. It's a divisional matchup. The Steelers are just a better franchise as as it is. So I think that they just have an yeah, oh, they're better run, better coach. They're yeah. So and and then I see that I wouldn't say necessarily better coached by the Browns over the over the Bengals, but. I, they do have such a wide talent differential. Yeah, right? I, I think, don't think it's coaching with the Bengals. No. I, you got to give Zach Taylor a couple. Because yeah. the, the talent is, like, it's ridiculous. It's poor, poor guy. Like, I, I think this team could get beat by an LSU or an Alabama or I would, I would definitely say so. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Miami, no. It Miami would, could beat that. Like, couldn't lose to a college team. Cincinnati absolutely could. Yeah. Yeah, just the talent there is just not. Good. They, they, yeah, the talent differential is too much. So give me Cleveland minus eight and a half. I I'm taking that's a pretty wide margin. I think that Cleveland really. I mean, I they've popped recently. They've played very good. They've played pretty good football recently. 
they just lost a divisional uh, divisional matchup, which you can't blame them for. It's Pittsburgh. They Pittsburgh's kind of owned Cleveland forever now, uh, other than the most recent game that they played. But yeah, give me Cleveland minus eight and a half at home. Um, did you know? Probably not. That because I don't know anything about Cincinnati. Did you know that Baker Mayfield has his best QBR when he's playing against Cincinnati? That makes sense. Um. But I'm going Cincinnati plus the eight and a half to at least cover, if not win. Um, Cincinnati's eight and one against the spread in the last nine games against Cleveland. Uh, Cincinnati is five and zero ATS playing on the road in Cleveland in their last five meetings, and Cleveland is the 25th ranked rush defense. Not good against Joe Mixon. <laughs> True. So give me Cincinnati to cover the eight and a half for sure. Um, if not win this game outright, because maybe Andy Dalton gave them a little bit of spark, a little bit of life. Yeah. I mean, maybe. they're done, but like maybe gave them a little bit of energy. I don't know, man. They're only 1-11. They could, they could, uh... No, they're done. <laughs> they but, could run the table, go 5-11. and 11. You know, but maybe Andy Dalton... I, I, but I was telling everyone in the beginning, I don't know why Andy Dalton was benched for Ryan Finley, because Ryan Finley was... Do you know, do you want to know why I think why? Just because to see what they had. I, I think they wanted to see it was what they a had. Fourth round draft pick or something. Yeah, they wanted to see what they had. They weren't. They know that this season is another throwaway season yep. for them. Uh, I think that they They're wanted looking. to see what they had, and at this point, they put Andy Dalton in, but I don't think that he's their quarterback of the future. I think they're targeting Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's Joe, what I'm gonna. Joe, Joe Burrow is an Ohio kid. Yeah. Um, I I just think they're gonna target him. And that's why I think through these last few games, they got what, five games left in the season, four games left in the season, I I think that they just try and lose them all. They got their one win that they need to not have an yeah. embarrassing 0-16 right. season. I don't, th- I don't think that they're going to try to win any more games. I think they're going to be conservative, try to save as many injuries the as possible. The only thing I think, because the players don't tank. No. So I think the players are looking to save their jobs. Yeah, the players and, are going to go out there and try and make plays, but you can't, but good players and players playing well cannot overcome bad coaching. And purposefully bad coaching. I don't. I don't think it's even coaching. I think. No, I, I'm not, I just think that I'm talent saying, isn't there for them to win enough games. I don't think they're even tanking. I would think. I didn't think they were tanking the first half of the season. But at this point, I think that they, they should. They should. They had. They should have a conceded effort to to because, tank. Because who are they fighting with? Are they fighting with Miami and who's the other team? Red, Redskins. Redskins. They're the like, only. I don't, I don't think the Redskins will draft a quarterback. No, because I already drafted Haskins. Yeah, I think you ought to give Haskins at least another, another year, year or two. At least. Like, he, he shouldn't be playing right now. No, he's way too – because the excuse with Josh Rosen, or no, like the excuse that Dwayne Haskins has is he wasn't ready coming into the NFL. Yeah, and like everybody he, Everyone said like he needed a year or two to sit behind a quarterback yeah, like, a, like Mahomes did and all those quarterbacks did. Um, but Josh it, Rosen, he was just god-awful and – he, they said he was the most pro-ready quarterback yeah, in the draft. and he just wasn't. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't I think, know if, like, the thing is, I don't know if Josh Rosen's bad. I don't. Like, I think he is. I, I know you think he is, but, like, I, I everyone, didn't see it coming into the draft. I knew he was the fifth-ranked quarterback out of that class. Like, he yeah. was going to be the oddball out. Yeah. I, I kind of guessed that going into it. I just never liked him. He, he reminds me of Eli Manning. He definitely which, is. He was definitely the least like inspiring and most boring prospect that year yeah like sam Darnold was like the prototype mm-hmm. baker mayfield has like an underdog mentality he's got, and he's got flair Lamar jackson's just different he's Could a problem absolutely and josh allen reminded me to com- 
completely of Carson Wentz. Yeah. So I just didn't see it with Rosen. Yeah. But yeah, Cincinnati. Um, Zach Taylor was the quarterback coach of the Rams last year, so I do think he's drafting a quarterback for sure. He needs and I to. think it's Joe Burrow. I think it depends on where he, uh, where they end up in the draft ranking, because I still think two is going high. He'll go top five. Yeah. May- maybe slides right out of the top ten, maybe like thirteen or something. From what I've heard from people, because Dwayne Haskins did go fifteen last year yeah and everyone no one expected that no so i think he could slide out of the top 10 but we will see we shall i can't wait for draft season to come I you really say that can't. every pod i, I think. really can't. i think you say that every i love pod. the draft yeah i, I know love, you do i love like studying film and you know predicting on who's gonna work out and who's not gonna work out yeah it's tough um next game we got we got denver at Houston, Houston's eight-point favorites at home. You know, Houston just beat up on New England, uh, so I, obviously I don't want to pick them. So I'm not going to. I'm going to pick Denver plus. Come on, man. I'm going to pick Denver That's plus. That's the eight. reason. Not, not actually, because Denver plays good defense. Uh, they're seven and five. Drew Locke just started. Uh, he, he made. I mean, first of all, they should not have won that game before regulation ended, because I swear. I don't know what the DB's name was for the Chargers. Hayward. Casey Hayward. Really? He, he made, made the dumb play? dumbest play on the planet. They have, they have like 10 or 11 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Chargers just kicked a field goal to tie the game. They kicked off out of the end zone. They're on the 25-yard line, right? Everyone in the stadium and all the announcers are just like, yeah, just knee it down, play for overtime, right? Drew Log goes up to the line, spreads them out five wide, throws, a, throws the ball 40 yards down the field, Casey Hayward pushes the receiver before the ball gets there. Pass interference. Then they kick a field goal and win the game before before the end of regulation. Dumbest play I've ever wow. seen. So I don't think that the Broncos Brandon win this McManus game. Brandon McManus is no joke. Brandon McManus is no joke. He hit two. He hit a they, field goal. They to, forget about him because he's in Denver. But he he's hit one a, of the best kickers in the league. He hit a field goal to to go up three, and then the Chargers went down and scored with and put tied put up a field goal to tie the game with. 15 seconds left in the game. And then he went down again and kicked another game winner. So, yeah, Brandon McManus, is, is, he's a bad boy. Um, I'm actually – everyone's going – the spread consensus is 78% going with Houston. I'm going to go with Denver just because they're 7-5 and five against the spread. It's an 8-point spread, so more than a touchdown. I think that all eight of their losses have been less than 10 points, except for – I think seven of the losses have been less than 10 points. So I think that they keep the games pretty close. I think Houston has a very good offense – Denver has a pretty good defense. Uh, Houston's defense played well against New England, or maybe New England's offense just struggled a bit, which I will definitely say they did, especially in the first we'll three quarters. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I think Denver keeps it closer than eight, but Houston wins the game. Um, Houston, I'm going with minus the eight. They're coming off an impressive outing. Deshaun Watson gets his signature win of his career against the Patriots. Blew him out before garbage time. Because mm-hmm. um, that, that second touchdown, come on. like Houston was kind of like playing. Oh, they were asleep. Yeah, like they were they were just letting you guys pass. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Brady had a terrible game, by the way. We'll get there, though. Um, Von Miller is questionable for this game. He was that out. Could, he missed his first game in like 95 yeah, games last could, game. That could be an issue. And I don't think it's saying much against the Chargers. Because Denver's always had the Chargers number, and yeah. you know the 
who, who knows with the Chargers? I don't know what's going on this year. I really don't. They have the talent to be a Super Bowl team. They have the talent to be a team like the Ravens. They just – Philip Rivers is just washed. Aren't. I, I don't know. And it's not their coach. Anthony Lynn's a fantastic coach. Um, Philip Rivers makes bad decisions when yeah. he spots. He really does, especially this year. You know, Houston is, is at home just like they were last week. And they are better in all offensive categories. Houston's defense played great. I'm going with Houston minus the eight. Uh, wow. Uh, next game we got Detroit at Minnesota. Some, some uh, Minnesota's 13 and a half point favorites. Huh. I'm going to give Detroit the benefit of the doubt and say that they're going to cover 14. Two touchdowns on the road against Minnesota. Uh, Detroit plays teams pretty close, so... I'll take them to cover. I don't think they're going to win. Minnesota's obviously a much better team. Detroit's defense isn't playing well, but Blau played very well against Chicago's, Chicago's defense, defense which is better than Minnesota. Better, better than Minnesota. So I don't know if he's going to have the same kind of game because he played very good football. But <coughs> uh, but I do think that uh, they keep it closer than two scores. Uh, yeah, I'm also going Detroit plus a 13 and a half. If those injuries stand with, with the Seattle game, um, Kirk Cousins will once again be without his best weapon and his favorite target prop, most likely, in Adam Thielen. Um, and the average score head-to-head is 22-17 Minnesota. Detroit can easily cover this spread. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, that David Blau guy played pretty great on Thanksgiving, the national spotlight. Against a good defense. Yeah, so he... he as, a, as an undrafted rookie, you're expected to make a ton of mistakes, and he didn't. Like, he made smart decisions. When he needed five yards, he took the five yards. When he could go deep, he took his, he took his shots. His first pass was a 75-yard was a touchdown. Like, he... Yeah. I'm assuming that the Bears were expecting them to play conservative because it is their third-string quarterback. They were expecting a lot of run and, uh, and like, play-action pass. But he was... Shotgun five step dropping all the all over the fucking Bears defense, which is tough to do. It's not easy. Yeah, so give me Detroit plus thirteen and a half Minnesota wins. I remember watching the game against the the Lions Chicago game, and the announcers were saying like something, and I saw it too. It was pretty clear that the Bears started out the game playing. They were stacking the box, and by the end of the first quarter, uh, they they were showing Blau the respect as a thrower because they were playing coverage which isn't something you normally do against a third-string undrafted rookie quarterback. They were playing coverage the entire game. So right. that's, that's impressive. Uh, we got the Colts going up against the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are three-point favorites at home. I'm going to take them. Colts haven't been good this year. Jacob Brissett played not well last week. Uh, I don't think that the Colts are doing much this year. They're 6-6. Six and six. Uh, I feel like this team would be so much better if Andrew Luck was here. <laughs> Cause they're sure. Because uh, Jacoby Brissett's a good quarterback. He's he's a I'd put him as a B or a C quarterback. Probably a C quarterback this year, yeah. especially recently. Uh, he started out the year at a B for me. He played very good football, but uh, he's definitely like a C right now. Uh, I'll I'll give I'll take the Buccaneers because they put up points and the Colts don't stop don't stop a bunch of like they don't they're not great on scoring defense and their offense isn't explo- very very explosive so. I'll give the Buccaneers the edge, a field goal at home. Um, I'm taking Indianapolis plus the three to win outright. I don't put any stock into any Tampa Bay win at all because they're so wishy-washy. Um, Indianapolis is 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games versus Tampa Bay. 
And Tampa Bay is 1-4 in their last five games played in December. So not a very good December team. Colts are looking to make a playoff push. I'm taking the Colts here plus the three, plus the three to win outright. All right. Uh, next game, we got the good old AFC East matchup. Miami going up against the New York Jets. Jets are six-point favorites. I got the Jets minus six. I, I think that um, I know that they just got embarrassed by the Bengals and the Dolphins just had a had a gutty win against Philly. But uh, I think that the Jets bounce back, and I think that Miami needs to stop winning games uh, for their own sake. <laughs> So they can get better players. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Jets to win and cover this game. Uh, no real signs to this pick, in my opinion. Uh, I think they're both not great teams. Obviously, one's 3-9, and nine, the other's 4-8. and eight. Uh, I think the Jets have been playing good football recently, but so have the Dolphins. So I think this is really a toss-up. I just think that uh, Jets can win by a touchdown at home. Um, I'm taking Miami plus the 6 to at least cover, if not win. Their last 10 meetings, Miami has a 6-4 and four advantage against the Jets. The average score in their last 10 is 22-21, the Jets. And Fitzmagic is heating up. Yes. He is. He, he was cooking. I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it. And Parker's emergence. Whew. Devontae that Parker just, had a fucking game. That was just because of the size differential with your corners. De, no, Devontae Parker the park, uh, is a baller. He's a baller. He's, he's good. And, he and someone needs to get him out of there. <laughs> I'm surprised New England didn't try to get him out of there. Uh, Miami wouldn't trade with New England. I mean, Brian so. Flores just came from New England. I don't think he wants to help them that much. Um, also, Flor- Flor- speaking of Brian Flores, he has his team fighting. Yeah, like, Brian Flores is a good coach. He, he really is. He's got this team inspired. I, I thought he was going to be a lame duck coach. I thought he was the worst hire this offseason. The first two or three games when they got blown out and – I don't think they put up a point really. They didn't. They got. They lost by forty something. Didn't put up a point against New England. They yep. lost by fifty something when they lost to Baltimore Week One. Yeah. But but looking back at it now, they're play, they were playing the two best teams in the AFC. Yeah, and but, you can't blame them for losing big against yeah. those two teams. So yeah, give me Miami plus a six to cover if not win. Yeah. Uh, next game we got San Francisco at New Orleans. I like this game a lot. This could be a very interesting game. Uh, battle for the number one seed in the NFC, I believe. We know Zach. We know Zach's gonna be watching. Yeah, Zach's gonna be watching his Saints play. Uh, I got San Francisco uh, plus the three. Uh, it's very hard to go in to New Orleans and win in that Superdome, but I think the 49ers can do it. Their defense showed how well they can perform holding the holding the Ravens to only 20 points. Yes, the weather was pretty inclement where they were playing, but. Uh, I think that their defense is legit. That front four is scary, uh, so I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Niners against the Saints. I think that they get good pressure on Drew Brees, make him uh, make him throw off his back foot a bit. Older quarterback can't really do that that much, so uh, I think that they get a couple turnovers off of that. 49ers. I don't think they like they roll through New Orleans. I yeah. think this is a close game, just like it was with Baltimore. Uh, but I think the uh, Niners come out on top. Um, I as well. I'm taking the Saints. The San Francisco 49ers plus the three. Um, they have the number two scoring defense in the league. Um, San Fran is number one against the pass, which is what the Saints do best. Shutting Richard Sherman will be following Michael Thomas all game. Um, and you mentioned that front four of San Fran is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, New Orleans is missing both their tackles. 
their left tackle and their right tackle. This could be a problem. This could and this could get be. out of hand fast. <laughs> so the way that the 49ers are so effective with their pass rushes on third down, they they play a coverage uh, where you have five people rushing the passer and five people matched up. So it's five. It's like you have five offensive linemen versus five of five pass rushers, and four of those pass rushers are like either Pro Bowl level or previous Pro Bowl level players. So uh, it's tough to match up, especially if you have two large injuries at the two most important positions yes. on the offensive line. Yeah, they're, they're two tackles, Armstead and Andrews Pete are out. <laughs> Whew. Uh, that could be the story of that game, really, because Drew Brees is going to be trying to sit back in the pocket, and it's just not, not going to happen, happen for him because he's going to have Bosa and um, Buckner. You know, the, those dudes are scary. Yeah, um, it's, it's, I can't imagine playing it. So, yeah, it could get really bad. So, And and they're in a dome. Jimmy DeGroppolo could heat up. Um, they also only have one loss on the road, San Fran does, and that was last week Yeah, in a tight game against the best team, team in the NFL. Bo- the best, yeah, best so, team. yeah, give me San Fran plus the three. They're legit. For sure. Uh, we got the Redskins going up against the Packers. Packers are 13.5-point favorites. Give me the Packers minus 13.5. Redskins are absolute trash. Yeah, they just won a game, but who cares? Uh, it's Aaron Rodgers against an awful team and an awful defense. Give me 14 points at least. I'll, I'll take them at home to win this game in December. Give it to me. Yeah, give me Green Bay minus a 13.5, trying to win that division and get home field advantage. Yeah. Um, so they're in a dog fight with uh, Minnesota. Washington has the worst offense in the league except rushing yards per game, and I think they're only like, like 29th <laughs> in that. So, and uh, Green Bay is also in their last eight games against the NFC, six and two against the spread. Yeah. So give me Green Bay minus 13 and a half, and I think it could be like a 20 point game, not a 13 point game. All right. So next game we got the Chargers going up against the Jaguars. Uh, you know, I think I mean the Chargers are pretty much out of it for this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so is Jacksonville. So, uh, I mean, they got the same record. Uh, Jacksonville is – oh, no. Uh, Chargers are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. I'm going to go with Jacksonville to win this game. Uh, I think that the Chargers' weakest point is their rush defense, and I think that – at least on the defensive side of the ball is their rush defense, and I think Jacksonville obviously has a pretty good running back. Uh, so I'm going to go with Jacksonville to win this game. I think that they pound the rock a good bit, and uh, the Chargers just can't keep up. Or something along the lines of uh, the Chargers lose the game in the last second because of Phillip Rivers or a dumb pass interference decision by Casey Hayward. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah, I got answers. You still on that Nick Foles train? I, I, I told you he's not going to be good this year. I'm waiting until next year to hold judgment. You hold that judgment. I, I already will. know the answer. He ain't a franchise quarterback, and he won't be. That's just not who he is. I don't. I don't and, know and that. And these teams just want to believe that just because he won that one Super Bowl and he made that one run, that's all they're holding on to. I mean, he's good for a couple of games, a couple of games, and that's it. <laughs> you, you saw it. He got blew out by Tampa Bay. The thing is, what is are you like, gonna do with that? Uh, okay, so how do you get blown out by Tampa Bay? So I think the the longer you stay in a system, the easier it is for you to operate in that system. And I think that the longer Nick Foles learns Jacksonville's system, and he's got talent around him. He does. Let's not kid ourselves. No. Let's not act like he's throwing to but, Aguilar and, but, and on, Matt Collins but now. Let's be let's, real <laughs> about how long he has spent throwing the ball 
uh, in Jacksonville to first to his like actual players probably all of two weeks when most teams at this point have had starting quarterbacks throwing to their number one receivers in practice every week since OTAs. Then you then you got to do something as a coach then. You got to do something to put him in a position. You have to give him time or you have to do something creative and create like mismatches schematically. And I don't think Doug Marone is talented enough for them. If it was me personally, I'd run it down the throat with Fournette. Have Foles do a little bit of RPO action. That's what he's best at. Yeah, like this offense. You know, the, should the wide work. receivers are good. They got deep. Um, DJ Chark. He's a DJ fucking Chark. monster. What am I think? Who am I thinking of? He played in Oklahoma. Their wide receiver. I can't think of his I name. Don't know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name right now. The thing is, is um, that this offense is built and tailored for Nick Foles' strengths, which is throwing off of play action and RPOs. Because they have a strong running game. I think they need a better offensive line. I think they need a big target tight end. And I think that this offense could click very well. And I think that right now, he needs more reps with his players. Because he was out for more than half the year. Uh, I'm not going to say he's washed. I'm not going to say he's awful. I'm going to wait a little bit longer. Not necessarily the end of this year. I think the rest of this year, because obviously Jacksonville's not going to do anything in the playoffs this year. I think the rest of this year is going to be a learning time for for him in-game to learn this offense. And I think that next year, hopefully, he plays well because, I mean, I messed with Nick Foles. He well, obviously beat the Patriots, so right, I hope well, he does well. Well, you keep holding off judgment. Um, like you said, though, um, this is no science for me because, like you said, like, it's unexplainable Chargers just how the Chargers just, like, it shit just happens to them. And uh, in Shoemania? I don't think he's going to start. Why not? He only he gave him some points at least. Yeah, some goals couldn't even put up a damn point. Um, so he put up points when the game was over. Nick Foles? No, he got benched. No, no, Gardner Minshew put points up when the game was already over. Well, well, well how's that Minshew's fault? I'm taking Jacksonville plus the two and a half. Yeah. To win outright. Yeah, I picked them to do that too. <sighs> All right. Um, next game we got the Kansas City Chiefs. No, I got the Kansas City Chiefs going up against New England. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, New England's three-point favorites. I don't know why that's that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, the spread consensus has KC. 89% of people are betting on KC. Um, so the way the I don't know. I honestly don't want to talk about the Patriots. Why not? Let's talk about All it. All right. All right. Let me. So Tom Brady did not play well in the first three quarters of that right, game. Yeah, you go on your spiel about how. A redeeming game. This Houston game was. was I definitely loss. think that I I learned something about the team in the last few minutes of that game. I watched the entire game obviously because I, I have no I life. I learned something too. Um, I learned that. Uh, I mean, so this game was the first game that the Patriots defense gave up more than two touchdowns to a quarterback, or more than one touchdown to a multiple touchdowns to a quarterback. And the two losses that the Patriots have had this year have been to. The two best teams in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens and the Houston Texans. Uh, Patriots didn't they? I guess they put up points at the end of the game to make it not look like a blowout. But the game was over in the third quarter, and I told myself in the third quarter while I was watching this game, I was just like, from this point on, like this game is over. We're down at this at that point. It was twenty-one to three. It was like, okay, the game's over. We're on the road. Primetime football. Like this, this game is over. Twenty-one to three. Um, I just want to know what this team is about in the next 
few in the next few series that this offense has. I just want to know what we're about. And we came out and we actually did what we were able to do, which is throw the ball to James White, and he had a good game. And Julian Edelman finally got I me mean, got open. Tom Brady was yelling at his receivers in the first half of the game to get open because that was embarrassing. They didn't get any separation. Was that Jacoby Myers? It was Jacoby that Myers run that route. That yeah. was embarrassing. It was awful. The entire I mean. He is working with two undrafted, not two. He's working with one undrafted rookie and one rookie as the main outside piece, and Nikhil Harry, who's obviously still learning. That was his second but game you, back. You did say that um, about Nick Foles that Nick Foles only had like two games with his receivers. Yeah, Brady's had all season with Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, man. Okay, so something's got to change. So okay, I said when I say when I say consistency with receivers, I don't mean one undrafted rookie that's actually been the only healthy player in the entire year. I mean by committee an actual healthy wide receiver core, which Tom Brady hadn't had until this week. This week was the first week that he had everybody back since week one, and there has been so much turnover. I'm not making excuses. Uh, Sounds like you are. No, the Patriots didn't play well through three quarters. The defense did not play well to their standard. For some reason, Bill Belichick played a ton of zone coverage early right. in the game. And then in the second half, when they actually started, when the defense, I swear to God, at halftime, one of the announcers said this too, uh, at halftime, those DBs went and just like, let let us play man coverage because that's what, that's what got us here. And then they only gave up a touchdown in the second half. So I think that... So I think I know where you're going with this. What? You're going to capitalize on the garbage time? No. Uh, I think that our offense didn't – I mean, our offense didn't play well the entire game. In garbage time, we put up points, and so I feel better about the fight of our team. Obviously, there was an onside kick with 50 seconds left that Patriots could have recovered, but Brandon Bolden tipped it out of bounds, which obviously wasn't wasn't the best situation in that. Uh, just giving – just that the, the fact that with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, we were down by three scores, and then we made it a one-score game with the possibility – of getting the ball back with 50 seconds left. I like the fight that we put up there. I'm not impressed by the overall offensive output, not impressed by the way the defense played. I know that 15 players were listed as questionable due to, due to an illness. They had to fly on separate planes, and they were wearing, they were wearing uh, surgical masks to avoid getting other people sick because that's how sick people were. Two of the players had to go in and get IVs at halftime just to be able to play the second half of the game. And Houston came in with SWAT masks. And Houston came in with SWAT masks. Yeah. And, I mean, Tom Brady, obviously, he only had a 50% completion rate, only threw 350 yards and only threw three touchdowns, and that was all in garbage time. In the first half, he had, like, a 25% completion percentage because he was throwing the ball away because uh, his receivers either couldn't get open or he was under pressure. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm not putting any of this on Tom Brady. I know a ton of people want to because he didn't look good and his completion percentage is down. But he has done everything that he can do. to. He plays field position like a special teams player does. He knows that if you're going to take a sack, it's a lot safer to just throw the ball away and take the yardage instead of – and like and take the down instead of the yardage that you lose off of that and the time running off the clock. So he, he always makes – except for the one interception that he made, he always makes the best decision for that exact moment. And that's the confidence that I have in Tom, and that's the confidence that I have going forward. And I feel like if this offense can stay healthy, which I'm happy that they did, nobody really got hurt in this game except for our center, which is a big miss, Ted Karras going out. But uh, even more questions on the offensive line. So tell me your pick. Uh, I got New England minus 2.5. 
because I think they... Is it two and a half? I have three. I now have three. Yeah, I'll take New England minus three at home. Uh, you know, it makes zero sense for New England to win this game, and I honestly think that Casey does go in here and win this game. But I'm well, never. Why the hell are you taking New England then? Because I'm never going to bet against Tom Brady Jesus and Bill Belichick. The Patriots dick riding here is across the table is disgusting. I'm playing statistics Yuck. here. Yuck. Like, I just, I don't care who I, I think. No, I think Kansas City's going to come in here and win. But I'm taking New England. I say that about other teams too, not just about the Patriots. Come on now. But the smartest investment in betting in pro football is betting on the Patriots. Because the Patriots cover the spread over the last 20 years 60% of the time, which is the best odds you can get for a team. So I'm always going to pick the Patriots to cover. All right. Are you done yet? Yes. You sure? Yes. Yuck. That was just nastiness across the table right there. Um... I am taking Kansas City plus the three to come in here and win this game. Um, what can I say? This is going to be a shootout, whether you like to think so or not because of your defense. This is going to be a shootout because you can't stop Pat Mahomes. If you couldn't stop Deshaun Watson, you ain't stopping Pat Mahomes. Um, Kansas, City, Kansas City is the number two passing offense in the league. New England offense is inept. It's inept. Let's just say it. It, it, I don't think I, it will I, I, I agree with you. Up. It's not all on Tom. It's the receivers. They're tight ends. They're running backs. Their offensive line isn't great. Isaiah Wynn comes back. Came back. That's that's good for you. That opened up so much for Sonny it Michelle. It's not even funny. Sonny Michelle is averaging two and a half yards a carry. Since Isaiah Wynn's come back, he's averaging five and a half yards yeah. a carry. Oh yeah. You know they're they're close. They were roommates in college. Um, yeah. Went both went to Georgia. You know. Same draft, so they're they're tight. Um, that is true. They were they were our first round and yep. second round and back to back years. Two first round picks. They were back to back first rounders. Yeah, and the, no, in the same draft. No, I think it was. No, they were back to back. Nah, for sure they were the same draft. Sony was Isaiah Wynn was twenty three with the Rams pick, and Sony Michelle used with your pick, like thirty one. Oh, maybe. Yeah, they they went to the same draft, same round, same college. Roommates in college, actually. You gotta think that played into New England's mind. Oh, um, obviously they're friends. Um, yeah. So, and I just don't think you guys can keep up with Mahomes. But like what I was saying earlier, you know, it's not all on Tom. I agree with that. It, it's not that Tom's washed up. But New England hasn't beaten a good team yet. The, yeah, I, they, I agree with lost, that 100%. They lost to the Ravens. They lost to the Texans. And I think they're losing to the Chiefs. So I just don't think New England's record 10-2... and two, is that like I don't think? No, it's definitely not as strong as yeah. like the. I think they should be like eight and four, probably kind of like Kansas City. Probably, um, like if they had a normal schedule, but they played incredibly easy opponents, and they played Cincinnati yet too. Yeah. So, what are you gonna do? I mean, I, I don't. It's not. It's not your. I was fault. gonna say I don't blame them for having a, a misleading record, and I've said this all year that yeah, it's misleading. The, the the record and the defensive statistics have been misleading. I still think that this team is. Obviously, very good. Oh no, I'm not saying they're not good. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's still like their defense is good. It's still. I just think the offense cannot keep up with Mahomes like it did last year. I just I think, think that some kind of consistency on the offensive, uh, the offensive side of the ball, and uh, with especially with our wide receivers, it is key. Is so key. Um, I feel like that Houston's defense played pretty well. 
and I also feel like Kansas City's defense. Oh, I agree is with awful. you. Kansas City can't won't be able to stop a lick. I just don't know if New England's offense can click to take advantage of that. And I think that this would be the week for them too. Is against a, a below average defense in Kansas City at home. It's four. It's it's a four, four o'clock game against. It's an AFC Championship rematch. Obviously, there's gonna be some some patri- uh, some playoff like uh, play- It's gonna be a playoff atmosphere up in New England. I think it'll be a good game. Uh, I think New England. We, you know, New England's checked this game. Like they're looking forward to this the game. The thing all is, year. is like I think that um, Bill Belichick and Andy Reid is obviously such a great battle. I think that if I think that Patrick Mahomes needs to win a game against the Patriots because he's 0-2 in his career, I think that this very well could be it. Um, I'd rather them win this game than win in the playoffs. Because the Chiefs do, the Chiefs do gotta win a game here. Yeah, but like I also gotta, feel like the downfall. I feel like the Chiefs aren't gonna do much in the playoffs this year because of their defense, though. I don't think so either. I think they get to the divisional round. The AF, I think we kind of know the AFC title game. It's Patriots, Baltimore. Yeah, because I don't, I can't imagine. Because no matter what happens, either if the if Baltimore loses again, I don't think if New if New England beats Kansas City, I don't think the Patriots lose another game this year because I think they got like the Jets and the Bills and another like KT. Bills could give them Bills can give them fits. Bills shocked. No, no, no. Honest to God, like Anthony Gillum came in here last week and said New England isn't winning the division. It's that's not happening. The Patriots are winning the AFC East. If it could happen. The Bills aren't going to go to New England. What the hell would you do if Buffalo won the division? I'm not going to do anything because it's not going to happen. The Bills aren't going to go to New England in December, week 16, and beat the Patriots. Why not? Because it's never happened before. In the last it's 20 good. years, it hasn't it's, happened. It, there's a first time for everything. Yeah. It, it could not happen. This, not this, though. Josh Allen's playing his playing the best football of a Bills quarterback since Jim Kelly. Uh-huh. And the last time he the last time uh, he played New England, he threw three picks and fumbled twice. That's when New England's defense was playing on all-time high. They, they, you you got to admit, they've definitely the only, decreased. The only they, two bad declined. games that they've played were against the two best offenses in the AFC. I, I, I know. They just they have taken a step back since the for, since this September. I honestly, I, I, I would say so, yes. No, I wouldn't say they've taken a step back. I'd say the competition that they've had has been more. I think that this defense is You don't think Buffalo is a better team now than they were then? Offensively, for sure. Yeah. But I think that I, their rush defense is weaker because of injuries. They're, from, they're like 26th in the league in rush defense. And I think that the Patriots are really trying to get back to running the football right now. They, they ran the ball on first and second down. Like on forty five percent of the drives that we, uh, I'm not saying Buffalo's going to win, but it could happen. They could give you fits. I don't think that they win. I don't think it's going to be a blowout because Bills defense and Patriots defense is probably going to be a defensive battle week uh, sixteen. But I think that New England doesn't. I, I see this as a blowout. New England doesn't lose home games in December. I I see this as a blowout. Kansas City blows out New England here. The Patriots don't lose home games. I'm telling you, I just don't think that, I just don't think your offense can keep up with Kansas City's. I think Tyreek Hill gives you all so, kinds of fits. Tyreek Hill doesn't play well against New England. He he did the first time last year. Yeah, but we, you up. Yeah, but in the in New the, England fans are throwing beer on him. Yeah, but in the game that mattered, wait, you got to take. <clears throat> wait, wait a sec. Hang on a hang on one second. So you're telling me that people hate Phillies fans? We. Booed Santa Claus and threw soap balls at Santa Claus, and why? cheer when opponents' players get injured and. But but yeah, New England New England fans throw beer on players because they scored a touchdown. Come on now. New England fans are pretty bad. Boston fans are pretty bad. 
there, I, I would rather. Boston fans are racist. Where at least Philly fans ain't racist. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> I haven't seen that with New England, but um, you know the Red Sox, the Celtics, they they got a pretty grim history. Yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah. So anyway, let's get off the New England Kansas City game. Yeah. We got Pittsburgh going up to play Arizona. Pittsburgh's one and a half point favorites. Um, I'm going to pick Pittsburgh to win this game and cover. It's only one and a half, so I'm just going to play it like it's a pick em, like it's even. Yeah. Um, Arizona could keep – Arizona's going to keep this game close. They just got blown out last week. But I think that they keep this game close because Pittsburgh isn't – Pittsburgh isn't miles ahead of them when it, when it comes to, like, talent-wise. Uh, Duck Hodges played pretty well. So uh, I, I was think gonna, I was gonna ask, what do you think about Duck Hodge? I think he played very good football. He might be a replacement for Ben. I may be getting ahead of myself. Ben Roethlisberger's replacement. Yeah, he could be. He certainly could be. He played very well. If he keeps it up, I definitely see a conversation happening in the off season. I don't think at this point, obviously, he played one game or he started one game. So I don't know. Um, yeah, give me Pittsburgh minus one and a half. Uh, I think that this comes down to coaching, so I think that I think Mike Cliff Tomlin. Kingsbury is going to be a good coach uh, in the NFL. But I think Mike Tomlin has solidified himself as one of the best coaches in the NFL, especially this year, showing what he has done with this group of uh, this group of players that he has. The ability uh, of this defense is is very special. I think that uh, I think that he uh, he disguises defenses really well, and that's tough to handle if you're a young quarterback. And that's exactly what Kyler Murray is. So I think that Pittsburgh wins this game on the defensive side of the football. Uh, yeah, give me Pittsburgh minus one and a half. Um, but I also think Arizona could win this game. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going Arizona plus the one and a half. Arizona, you know, I've been on this Arizona train all year long. Um, yeah, I would like the thing is, is if it was a wider spread and it was like Arizona like covering something, something. I, even if it was like four, I'd be like Arizona could cover four. But it's so narrow. I think it's whoever's going to win the game, and I just think Pittsburgh wins. Um. Arizona are eight three and one ATS in last twelve as an underdog. Yeah. Um, and Pittsburgh is not too great on the road this year. They're two and three. And I think the Kyler Murray will give the defense fits. I do agree on that sentiment though that Mike Tom's a better coach than Kingsbury. Kingsbury has a really a, a Chip Kelly vibe, just not as good. I don't know about that. I like, like Kingsbury. I, I think the air red. The air raid offense, no one's really seen it in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I think next year that'll change. Next year they'll have film on Kyler. They'll have film on um, Kingsbury offensive schemes. I just don't think it'll work out next year. But um, It was definitely the the, rate of the the Cardinals trying to copy like the Rams with Sean McVay. Yeah. A young coach that's offensive. Yeah, because... <laughs> Does does Which Sean McVay get his genius card revoked? I think if if he was the one that paid Jared Goff, yes. I don't think so. But if if it was like I the, don't think he really wants Jared Goff. I don't think so either. I think if the GM paid him and the owner paid him, because uh, I'm really starting to get a Mitch Trubisky, Matt Nagy vibe with those two. Like he just like is kind of over it. <laughs> I like he no, I'm not saying he's played on the level of Mitch Trubisky bad. Yeah, but, he has. But, like, I just think Sean McVay could do so much more. I also feel like they have an offensive line crisis. It's I don't think it's – it's definitely a lot of it is on Jared Goff. He's not playing well this year. Uh, 
Like, he doesn't have a lot of time to throw the ball, but when he does, I feel like he's nervous and looks like he's about to get hit, like prepping for the hit instead of uh, willing to stand in the pocket and make an accurate throw under pressure. Um, which is my biggest knock on Jared Goff, but I don't, I don't know what the future holds for him. Maybe, maybe Sean McVay can get him some confidence either for the rest of this year or in the offseason. Uh, in the offseason, we're not talking about but the yeah, Rams. I, I, I believe in Doc Hodges. I just yeah. don't think he gets it done this week. Yeah, I, I think he may do it. I think Kyler Murray upsets them. <sighs> okay, the other four o'clock game. We got Tennessee going up against the Raiders. Um, the last few weeks I've been against Tennessee because I didn't. I just didn't trust their team, but the way that uh, they've been playing the last the way they've been weeks. playing has been very, very good. Um, Ryan Tannehill's Ryan playing good football. Tannehill. Yeah, see, the thing is, is like he's he was an okay quarterback in Miami. He just never had pieces around him and never had the coaching. I think he's a decent quarterback. I think he's an upgrade for Mariota, especially when it comes to throwing the football. Uh, I really don't know what is wrong with Mariota. He might just not, his game just might. I mean, he he's hit or miss. He really is His like game translates to the NFL. But not, that's not the problem. You know who I would compare him to? Not like in a if I were to compare him to like a basketball player, I would compare him to like Andrew Wiggins because I feel like Andrew Wiggins has all the talent in the world, but sometimes he just takes games off and just doesn't isn't as aggressive yeah, when he not, needs that's to. That's not be. a bad comparison like, at all. Like Marcus Mariota, he obviously has the talent. Like he's had insane games where he's done cuz he's obviously very athletic. He has a strong arm. He he has all of the the intangibles to be a good quarterback. It's just some games he comes out and he looks flat. I and just, it's not it's not like an offensive scheme like the entire offense can look fine. He just looks like he's not playing well. well. I I knew that there was a problem with Mariota when I think it was last summer. They said he wasn't that great of a leader, like, and he's not. Yeah. Very, very quiet at the offensive line when, you know, doing audibles. Yeah. Very quiet in the locker room. He's just not that dude. He's just like shy and quiet. Yeah, and I feel like if. You, and I feel like to be you, in a quarter, to be a quarterback, you have to have a certain kind of swagger. To be a successful quarterback, you have to have you you have to be good. If you're good, you also have to be a leader. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah. Like. Car- Everyone says Carson Wentz ain't a leader. Marcus Mariota is not a leader at all. Uh, and it, like, if you want to compare, it's, sometimes it's like a young thing. Sometimes young guys aren't confident being a leader. But if you look I at players, I think it's just like, that he's just not a natural leader. I just did, think he's shy and quiet. It's not too. his fault. It's definitely it's just, not his fault. It's just his personality. Like it's the just, way the way that you see Lamar Jackson play football, he is a leader. Like every, he'll it'll be like a handoff, and he'll like run around like a bootleg as a fake pass or whatever, and he'll run up to his offensive line and go help them up even on like a first and 10 like it doesn't like he will go help anybody up he's a great leader definitely definitely a good leader um, um yes so tennessee minus three did you, all right yeah i'm also going tennessee minus the three um like you said ryan tannell he has 15 total touchdowns and four picks this season pretty damn good that's a good ratio right there um hasn't thrown a pick since week nine yeah and it helps when you have Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick. I know you guys were clowning me last week with Derrick Henry. No, Derrick Henry's a good back. I don't think he's top five. We just had that conversation. That's That was my own. Why not? Is it because he plays in Tennessee? No, not because he plays in Tennessee. Because there are five. If well, he played in Baltimore, would he be? No. I mean, he might. I'm, it depends on with that offensive line in Baltimore, maybe. I'm saying, like, is it just because he plays in Tennessee that you don't and you don't like hear about him all the time? No one talks about him. No, I would. I'm just watching the film. I'm just like, 
obviously he's special. I'm taking that dude. If I had no, I swear I'm take I'm saying this right now. I know I'll get a lot of black like a lot of backlash. Trent just I, I just want everyone to know Trent just stood up. He's dude, taking I'm this very seriously. Right I love Derek Henry. He's a six foot running back, dude. He's running over everyone. If I were an NFL GM and we were doing like a redraft of the NFL, my running back that I'm taking out of all thirty out of all of them, all of them, I'm taking Derek Henry. I am building around Derek Henry. I would. I swear to God, I am. I would and I'm do. not. I'm not even like playing a character here. No. I'm taking Derek. I can Henry. tell you, I seriously. I fully believe that. And I, I can't. I wouldn't argue with it because I know he's very talented. He's, he's phenomenal. And and just, I, he just does like he's running for over 100 yards. Like. And I get lot. it. Tennessee doesn't have the best offensive line either, so it's not like he's running behind elite blocking either. So I get it. He's he got obviously Taylor very Juan talented. And that's it. Yeah, I mean he's obviously a very talented running back. I would just take people like Saquon, Zeke, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey. I'm telling I would you, take him over. I'm not like just from nuts here. I am. Like, I know it's unpopular. Yeah, just shit. from just from a. I'm I'm not saying you're nuts at all. He's obviously a great back, but Tennessee. Is I just have a few people I would take in front of him. Tennessee is also five and one straight up in their last six games. They're on a roll, trying to make that playoff push. I do think they get in over Pittsburgh. Um, I think they get that. I think they get that last wild card spot. Mike Vrabel's a good coach. Um, so yeah, I'm taking Tennessee minus a three. So the last game we got Sunday Night Football. The Seattle Seahawks playing the Los Angeles Rams. Seahawks are two and a half point favorites on the game on the road. Uh, I'm going to pick Seattle to win and cover this game. The Rams, uh, I feel like against very good teams, they don't show up. Uh, Seattle's a very good team. Uh, defensively, I don't think they can stop Russell Wilson and all the weapons he has. Uh, and offensively, I don't think, I mean, Seattle's defense isn't, Fantastic, but they do have a they they have a few players on that team that make plays uh, like Jadavian Clowney, Shaquem Griffin, and yeah. So I think that and Bobby Wagner. So I think that this the Seahawks win this game. I don't think it's a very wide margin of victory, but I think it's wider than two and a half. I, I'll take I'll give them a field goal at least. Um, I'm taking Seattle minus of two and a half. I do not know they're going to be without Jadavian Clowney. He's out tonight against um, the Vikings. I don't know if he's going to be out against the Rams. If he if he is, I still don't think it changes my pick. Yeah, they no. still played very. They still played a very good defensive game against Philly last week. Um, Seattle is six and zero on the road this year. Haven't lost all game on the road. Um, they're also five one against the spread on the road. And you know Russell Wilson in prime time. I think Jared Goff actually gets blinded by the light. Um, blinded. Yeah, blinded by the light. We saw it in the Super Bowl. We saw it in a couple games this year, like Baltimore. Um, I don't. I don't care who you are. If you're, uh, since the Rams are a playoff contender, you yeah, should not get blown out like that. No. With Baltimore. No. Even, even if Baltimore's the best team in the league, you shouldn't get 50 points hung on your head and then you only score six. Yeah, that's that was embarrassing. <laughs> And it wasn't even a touchdown. It was two field goals yeah. in the second quarter. They didn't score lick. That's embarrassing. It was definitely an and, embarrassing and game. So you blew out Arizona, which is like the worst defense in the league, and I'm supposed to be impressed? No. No. Um, so, yeah, Seattle minus a two and a half. You know, Seattle, I think Seattle's the best team in the NFC. 
even if the record doesn't show it. Yeah, I think, I so think too. they're better than San Fran. I think they're better than the Saints. I mean, just my opinion. they've shown that they can beat San Francisco. Uh, I think that they could very, I mean, not very easily. I think it would be a very good game to watch Seattle and New Orleans. But uh, they did lose earlier this year. But you know, you're gonna drop give them a, game. a second chance. Yeah, give Pete Carroll a second look at you. The thing is, is, is good teams. It's hard to beat them twice. Yeah, it's it is very tough. Which and is they re- and Pete, and they reiterated that all the time with New England. Yeah, which I think it'll. Like, I think that'll stand true until the AFC title game. I think Baltimore wins that. I think that game is based – I think that is Because Baltimore's always had your number. In, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I think that it is – that game is completely dependent on where it is played. That is the one team that, <laughs> that can gives, beat New England in the playoffs on the road. I, that's the one team I'm confident in. I feel like a lot of teams they, – they feel like – Obviously, the Patriots have been like the staple organization. I feel like a lot of teams play them like it's their their most important. Like every team, I feel like circles the Patriots on their schedule for sure because they're like this. This is the team. If we want to show what kind of team we are, we have to go and beat New England because they they have been the best team for the last twenty years. So um, I feel like when a team beats New England, they celebrate like they're winning the Super Bowl, but they also don't understand like New England. The, New England knows how to lose. And they know they know how to respond to losses better than anybody in the NFL. I think. I think they know how to they know how to learn from their losses. And I think that uh, beating them twice is obviously very difficult. I think that Mario Cren- or, uh, Cornell had a great defensive uh, idea against the against Bill Belichick's or Josh McDaniels' offense. If you look at the way the Texans are built coaching wise, they literally have the old offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien. He used to be the offensive coordinator for New England. Right, and then on defense they have Mario Cornell, who who is the defensive coordinator for Bill Belichick for 17 years. So they know New England. They obviously the last four times Bill O'Brien had played New England, he hadn't won. So I wouldn't give them another shot in the in the playoffs if I wouldn't give them a shot in New England to beat the Patriots. Uh, Kansas City, no. I wouldn't give it to Kansas. Baltimore's the one team. The only reason why, and I think that Baltimore, even if the game was in New England, I would probably still give Baltimore the favorite at edge because Baltimore can go on the road and win anywhere because Lamar Jackson's special. Because of their style of play. I feel like in the playoffs. You can ball anywhere. Yeah. I feel like in the playoffs, though, teams go and they're they're afraid to play New England in Gillette. I feel like a lot. I don't think they are. No, I feel like they are because last year the, the Chargers were the hottest team in the NFL. No, I'm saying like I don't think Baltimore is afraid. Oh, but yeah, that's what I was going to say. Most teams are afraid yeah. to go play New England in New England in the playoffs. Baltimore just isn't. They had they had a confident quarterback in Joe Flacco who did nothing in the regular season, but as soon as he got in the playoffs, he became one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He probably is the best, not the best, he's one of the best postseason quarterbacks in, in NFL history. Uh, his winning record on the road is ridiculous for the playoffs. So uh, and they also have another pretty decent guy right now in quarterback in Lamar Jackson. So I think that they're not afraid of they anybody. Just, dude, they just got a different mentality. Like they like Lamar said it on Sunday. They just want to go into a defense and just smack them. That's the best. Like they got a that's different what you want, mentality yeah. than like the rest of the league. Just want to smack them in the <laughs> mouth, and that's 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 good. That's a good thing and, to do. You can't tell me that Lamar has some little bit of, you know, he's a dog. A little bit of. Um, I guess you could say, I guess anger that New England didn't draft him because he's, everyone, he's lot, angry that everybody Bill passed Belich- up on Bill, him. It, something got out in New England that they were seriously, seriously thinking about taking Lamar at that thirty-one spot. So 
I, could you imagine that? I if would, Lamar was, I would have loved for, predis- for like him to learn for. I mean, you've seen what he can do learning for one year throwing the football. Imagine, Joe Flacco. imagine if he had Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels just throwing up designing plays for him. Um, I mean, I love what what Baltimore's done with that offense, molded it specifically for him. I think that New England could have done a, a similar thing with him in that regard to kind of design. Because they were seriously thinking about taking him yeah. that 31 spot. And everyone, a lot of people thought they did. I think you did, too, I've, I before did. they took Sony Michelle. I was, like, I was shocked that they took a running back because at the time they had James White and Le'Garrette They took Blanc the wrong running back. Who else was? Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's all jokes. What Lamar's, a, Lamar's the best quarterback in the league right now, playing yeah. right now. Like Mahomes, I'm still taking Mahomes over him, but just playing right now. The way he's I get a level, right yeah. And I feel like, first of all, I, I I feel like a little bit. I know I'm biased because the Baltimore beat us, and I have a little bit of sour grapes, but. I feel like Baltimore may be the Chiefs from last year, where they're peaking really early. Lamar Jackson's obviously, at my point, at this point, I think it's pretty obvious he's going to be MVP if he keeps this up, because he's just balling and doing things that we've never seen before when it comes to a running standpoint from quarterback. They are not a finesse team, though, to where like you can like stop them. They already jam it down your throat. They play. I'm going to impose my will on you. And they do, because they have they have three of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL, and they put them on the field at the same time with their full five offensive linemen. And then they have two running backs behind them in Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram, who are both unbelievably talented. It is the toughest running offense to game plan against. It is the toughest offense to uh, practice against, because there's nobody that can replicate what Lamar Jackson can do in on scout team for any team. Yeah, I, I think that wraps up the picks. Got anything so, um, else to talk about? Do you want me to go on a deep dive here into the... Oh, about the Eagles? Let's, let's hear what you have to say about uh, their loss um, to Miami. I'd like to hear what... Or actually, no, I'll go first. I'll go first since I am the, the resident Eagles fan. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't have a ton to talk about about them. You can add, you can add on. Yeah, I'll see what I, see what I want. I signed a petition yesterday. You signed a petition? Is that real? A real petition? Yeah, a real petition? To make the Philadelphia Eagles walk home from Miami. <laughs> that was embarrassing. That was pretty embarrassing. That was embarrassing, flat out. And you just pissed away the season. <laughs> what do you lose to the Dolphins? I don't know. The I, thought, I thought the first play was going to be the story of the game. Ronald Darby with a pick to the first play of the game. I thought it was going to be the story of the game. It was. I thought it was going to be a total run, like a. I thought it was going to be a blowout. blowout. <laughs> you know the way that the way that. And you know what? I'm sick of these people too. I, I'm standing on that. I'm standing on. I am sick of these people saying that it's all Carson Wentz's fault. I am so sick of you people, man. Oh, let's get rid of let's get rid of Carson Wentz. Let's go get Nick Foles. Yeah, we want Nick Foles. 25-0, Nick Foles. <laughs> get blown out to Tampa Bay, Nick Foles. Uh, no, I'm cool on that. Carson Wentz had four touchdowns, over 300 yards, completing 60% of his passes, and one pick in, you know, when the game was already over. 
cornerbacks allowed four touchdowns, but it's Carson Wentz's fault. Your cornerbacks aren't good. I, I believe in Jalen Mills still. Really, because he got mossed. It was just a it was just a size matchup. He got mossed. Like Devontae Parker. He's six three, and Mills is what six foot. He he's a. I don't know what Mills was doing in the end zone. I know the one the one for sure was offensive pi. I think it was against. I think it was Gasecki mm-hmm. that got the touchdown. That was total offensive pi. He totally pushed off Mills. Mills was stumbling, and he caught the pass. I I, I forgave Mills on that one. That the other one. What is he doing? Stump. Why does he like stumble into the end zone all the time? Loses footing and stumbles. Like as soon as the pass comes, he's like he. You see him. He's like stumbling. I don't know. Darby needs to go. <laughs> like he needs to go. He's pathetic. He he really is. I saw the Seattle game last week. He was pathetic in that. He he got totally. Pushed off like a fly when he tried tackling Rashad Penny. Like he got swatted, and then he got totally mossed by Parker. Which Park—I mean, Parker will do that to you, but come on, yeah, he can't tackle. And that's our problem with our corners, really—they can't tackle. Yeah. So when they do make a big play, they can't stop it. Yeah. So if you catch a ball, they're gonna get yards after the catch on you guys. They they can't tackle our corners are finesse corners. They're not like they're they're zone corners. They're not man to man corners. They're not gonna hit you in the mouth. <laughs> they Oh man. But I everyone's always argues like who is the worst corner on the team? It's Ronald Darby and it's not <laughs> close. I'll take Rasul Douglas any day, getting burnt toast. I'll take burnt toast over Ronald Darby, because that's what that is. Rasul Douglas is burnt toast. You literally gave up. Maybe I was wrong about Sidney Jones. Maybe he's not this all-pro corner that I thought he was going to be. But he's better than Ronald Darby. <laughs> he, he's better than Ronald Darby. Um, yeah. The defense just didn't show up. No, you can't give up. You can't give up 360 yards to and to Ryan Fitzpatrick the, and what 140 points on you. 160 yards and two touchdowns to Devontae Parker. That can't happen. Yeah, you can't give that up. Any, any receiver, any quarterback, you can't let that happen or you're going to lose games. I just want to put this out there that you you guys gave up, like, when it comes to receivers, you gave up 180 to Devontae Adams. You gave up 170 to Stephon Diggs, 100, 110 to Amari Cooper, 100 to, to Marvin Jones, and then 160 to Devontae Parker. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want us to do? But it's Carson Wentz's fault. It's definitely not. Uh, I was looking he at his. 30, he hung thirty-one up. What do you want him to do? What do you want him to do? Apparently, score more than thirty-five, thirty-seven. <laughs> like. So Carson Wentz's stats this year. Uh, let me just go through them. Yeah. So this is with this being said. This is with a whole bunch of trash players throwing, throwing that he's throwing the ball to. Uh, Al, uh, <laughs> Alshon's been hurt most of the year. His only real, like, um, Alshon Jeffrey really isn't that great either, but go ahead. Yeah. He, he looks like, he definitely looks like he's running with a piano on his back. Alshon Jeffrey runs like a girl. Damn. And, and he, he's like, I don't know about his hands either, man. I really don't. So he's got a 62% completion percentage. Could be higher. Uh, 2,800 yards this year. 
Uh, 6.5 yards per attempt, which is, uh, I think that's pretty, that's, that's below average. But 20 touchdowns, 7 picks. Uh, he's been sacked 30 times, which isn't good. Some, some of those are on him. Running Definitely. out of the pocket, trying to make a big he, play. He does do a lot. Uh, he does try and do a but lot. But the left side of the offensive line is not good. Jason Peters is too old. He can't keep up with those speed rushers. And, he, and Isaac Zayamalo isn't great either. Um, but and, his, la- and last week was an exception because Brandon Brooks was out. Lane Johnson was out. The right side of the line was a disaster last week. His overall quarterback rating is a 90, which is top 10 in the NFL. Yeah. So you can't blame him for exactly. anything. Exactly. That's why I don't get it. I mean, he, Carson Wentz isn't winning you games, but he's definitely he's not putting winning. you in a position to win games. Like, With throwing to nobody. I mean, I'm like, not, like, Alex, why did you take the Philadelphia Eagles to go to the Super Bowl this year? Because their roster is, was, was very solid at the beginning of the year. They have good coaching, and because they don't make mistakes. They, they, norm, they normally don't right, make me, dumb mistakes. like this. Would you take them as Super Bowl contenders if Sam Bradford was the For sure. Does, does Carson Wentz give you a chance? Having a franchise court, having a good franchise quarterback is the most important wait, part to winning a Super Bowl. Philly fans are so ungrateful. They can wake up every given Sunday and know they have a chance to win. Yeah. Because of Carson Wentz. Yeah. Not because of Fletcher Cox or or Malcolm Jenkins. Alright? It, it's because of Carson Wentz. <laughs> I like, was I, I mean I'm obviously I'm not an Eagles fan. I I'm not I'm not very happy that the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I was I am very happy that the Eagles are struggling. Uh and I'm not one that like you know, I'm not just like dick riding Carson Wentz here. I yeah. came in here last week and criticized mm-hmm. the all hell out of him. But this one wasn't on him. No, and most of the losses aren't. Uh, it's not like he he's he's definitely not losing games, but he's not winning them. He's playing like a good quarterback. He's not playing like a great quarterback yeah. right now. And I put a and lot of that, that, and I put a lot of that on the weapons that he has. And the, and Doug and the game calls. and the game. I was gonna say the game plan and the play call. It's not creative. You know your receivers aren't gonna get. Uh, Aren't going to get open against these. Our receivers can't get separation. It's, it's like New England. Don't even like, talk about that. Like our, no, I mean it's that's oh, it, the it same is. problem. Yeah, we we can't get separation. Because if you look at the stats between Tom and uh, Carson Wentz, they're really similar. They are scarily similar because they've had the same issues on offense this year. They've had they've had so much turnover when it comes to receivers, and their offensive line hasn't been healthy the entire it's just year. It's that Tom Brady's just a smarter quarterback. He's played for twenty. Because he's seen every yeah, defense he, and he knows yeah, what he to knows do. When the, like you said earlier, like he knows the best situation. Like he knows he knows how to make the best decision in each situation because like, he's just seen it a million times. And I think Carson Wentz will get there. He's just got to get more experience. And, and, and if he I has any weapons around him, it can be very, very good. I would really want to get an offensive mind in there that would be suitable for that. Some kind of creative Like a, like play a dwarf color. Turner. Yeah. That would be amazing if we could sign him. Mike Groh needs to get fired, but he won't because he's Doug Peterson's little little uh, lap dog. Damn. Yeah, I've never seen Mike Groh once. <laughs> I've never seen Mike Groh once on the sideline. I have no idea what he even looks like. <laughs> like, he, he, he's our offensive coordinator. I've never seen him in my life. Really? I've only seen Doug Peterson, and, and I, I see Deuce Staley more than I see Mike Groh. <laughs> Damn. 
Like, I'm, I'm serious. I don't know where this dude is. Is this dude, like, does this dude just not show up to the game Maybe or he's something? in the box. He's up in the box. No, I've never seen him. I swear to God, some, I've never some, seen my girl. Some teams have their offensive coordinators up in the box so they can see everything on the field wide open. I don't like that. But they sometimes they show him. They show him on camera. Like, they'll show him in the box, like, you know, with his little play call and his mic. Like, they, they show them in the box, mm -hmm. but... I've never seen this dude. I've never seen him. I see Hallie Roseman more than I see this dude on the sidelines. I, I mean, see Jeffrey Lurie more than I see this dude. Hey. I, where is Mike Grow? Where is Mike Grow? I mean, I'll tell you where he needs to go. He needs to go out the door, stuff. at the dough, <laughs> straight up. And and Jim Schwartz, I like Jim Schwartz. Dude, you got to stop playing so much zone. You gotta throw some man to mans in there. Like this dude will let you come down to the ten yard line. See, the thing is, is like every time, I, I, like I, I know, like every coach is different, and he obviously has zone schemes over man schemes. But the best way to play defense is to switch it up and disguise your defensive yes. coverage. And he just doesn't. No, there's no motion in the back of the in the backfield. It's all just th you standing know what still. And this do. is where I'm going to be. Like. Literally throw the ball around me. Yeah. It's so simple. It, I it, could pick apart your defense. This is back. what they do with their corners. They they sit. They have them sit twenty yards back, and they just let you pick apart their defense in the it, just in the short game. And that works if you have elite pass rush. And you guys, we do. do. They're just not getting there. They're not. You're getting pressures. You're not getting sacks. And you need sacks for and that that's kind what of was defense the key. to work. And you also need to year. you also like, need to stop them in the red zone, and the rear red zone defense hasn't been good. No, and we were fantastic in 2017. The the bend but don't break method definitely works. It's not giving up the big play over the top, not giving up the home run ball. But we do. But you do, <laughs> and it's that is coaching, and it might be personnel issues on the in the defensive backfield, which is what I think it is, because I don't think very highly of any of your corners, except for Avante Maddox. Yeah, Avante Maddox is a stud. He, you didn't hear his name at all. I don't know if you watched that game. I didn't watch the. But you didn't hear Avante Maddox at all. Like, and that's a good thing with corners. Yeah. Like you don't want to hear their name. That means they're getting burned. Yeah. Like, but you don't hear his name at all. He he's just he's great. And Jalen Mills is good too as a number two. Yeah. He's not a number but, one. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like Maddox is covering your slot, so you need a clear number one. Mills can cover your number two, but you guys don't have someone that can just shadow that number one guy. And you don't even need to shut down someone that's the number one. You just need to be able to be like, I have confidence enough that that guy's not going to score a touchdown when he's out on him. And, and you guys just don't have that. And going back to the offense, I'd seriously trade Alshon Jeffrey this year. When's so, his contract up? We just signed him to a full. I think he doesn't. After kind of looks washed. Two years. The way he runs. A year or two, I think. We signed him to a four-year extension after the Super Bowl year. I think. He's not like great anymore. Yeah. He, he, no, he's just a bitch. <laughs> he cries and complains every time he don't get the ball. He's like, oh, car sequences. An anonymous source says uh, Carson Wentz isn't a good leader because he don't throw me the ball. So, like, like it, <laughs> it makes no sense to me because Alshon Jeffrey isn't a separation guy. He's a throw it up to him and he'll catch it. Guy. Yeah, except he doesn't. But the thing is, is, like, how are you supposed to have trust in a guy that every time you throw the ball up to him, he drops it? 
and then you and then he's going to complain about not getting the ball. It's just like if you want the ball, either get separation, which you can't, or catch the ball when I throw to you and you're covered, and you can't even do that. So what am I supposed to do with you? Throw you throw you wider so screens. You're not that strong. So now he's force feeding him, so he doesn't bitch and so complain. So he stays happy. Because he can't even he can't even say it like a man. He has to go to anonymous source and say, "Oh yeah, uh, Carson Wentz is a bad leader. I'd rather Nick Foles." Uh. Yeah, you 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 take Nick Foles. Go to Jacksonville. How about that? Hey, that would be good. The Jacksonville. Go to Jacksonville. Who gives a shit? They ain't gonna do nothing anyway. I I'd get rid. I'd blow up this whole receiving core. I'd I'd keep our Sega Whiteside. He's showing promise. I'd keep him for another year. And I'd keep Deshaun Jackson for another year. Other than that, all of them can go. I honestly don't know about Deshaun Jackson. How like I'm giving him has one he more finished, year. Has he finished a season? No. In his entire career. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not younger. sure about that. Maybe earlier. But, but he's but what? Like, 33 now. But I'm just I'm giving him one more year, and if like he like doesn't play at all next year, then just you just cut bait with him. He'd probably retire. I was gonna say you guys only have him on a two-year deal, don't you? Three year. Oh. So. Like just see how it works next year, and that's where I'm but, at with Deshaun because like what you saw it in the first game, he's explosive. Like he changes our offense. He does. It's it's obviously it's a lot better. It opens up everything when you have, when you have a deep threat that can run the field. Like Deshaun Jackson is now Carson Wentz's favorite target, and you don't have it. It's not Zach Ertz anymore. It's Deshaun Jackson. Zach Ertz, man. Let me tell you about Zach Ertz too. Dropping that touchdown pass in the fourth quarter, to it would have gave us the lead, I believe. But instead, we had to settle for a field goal. My God, he literally had it in his hands. He comes down with it. He has it in his hands still, and then he gets it, and then he just drops it. It happens. Well, if Zach Ertz is the best tight end in the league. Like all Philly fans like to say, then you can't do that. I would take uh, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle over him. Yeah, I would too. I don't know who else. Probably nobody. I'm, I'm, I'd take Ertz three. Really? Probably. Unless you Mark give me Andrews. A He's a better blocker. Mark Andrews is such a vertical threat. That that's Lamar's favorite target is Mark yeah, Andrews. I feel like I feel like Mark Andrews is good because he has Lamar Jackson throwing him the ball. I feel like Zach Ertz, you can kind of plug him in on any team and he'd be but, he gets open. Like I said, like I said in the Dallas game, the season's over. Dallas won this division. Dallas really tried handing it to us on a silver platter, and we could not. And capitalize. honestly, I feel like they still might be like trying to hand it to you guys. Like, I don't think so. I they think don't they have an easy around. schedule to finish in the Eagles. Do. I think I think after I think after they lost the Buffalo, their spirits were crushed. But after they saw Eagles losing to They're like, "Oh, we are, we're all right." What would be so dumb is that what is that if the Cowboys win, Jason Garrett would probably be the first coach to get fired after the team wins their division. Cuz I feel like Jason Garrett's done. Uh, I mean I think it's Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, because I feel like that's what Jerry was kind of saying earlier in the season. Super Bowl or bust. I also feel like he's going to pay Dak this offseason or franchise tag him or something. Franchise tag, for sure. For sure, franchise tag. He's not signing him. He said it himself. He doesn't get hand cramps signing checks. No. But. Which I love that statement. I think it's the length. 
of the contract that's bothering him. I don't think Dak probably wants money. a long deal. And I don't think he knows whether he's the guy or not yet. And which makes and no that's sense. A, that's a that's a real discussion. It's not. I think it's pretty clear that Dak really Dak leads that offense. He works well in that offense. He manages that offense very well. It looks like he plays he plays the like the actual game really well. He knows he audibles. So he you does would have no well. problem signing him to a six year, fifty mil, 50, or like forty million a year. I'd have an issue with forty mil. I'd take I'd take him for six. I'd take him for four or five years on a thirty five million clip. But I would. You would be cool with that. I'd be okay with it. I would not. I know you wouldn't be. As an owner, I would be like. I wouldn't. Really? I wouldn't have paid Zeke what they did. I probably would have traded him this offseason. Zeke. No. Dak. Dak. Yeah. No. We'll let him go. I wouldn't let him go because I would. How can just... you let him go when it's a player that wins in your system? That's all you need. He doesn't. He well, hasn't won the big game. I mean, he's we, played well in all of the big why did, games. Why did it's, we leave? Nick, why did we let Nick Foles leave? I don't know. I I've said that to you guys. I've said it a million times that Nick Foles wins better in your system, and that's all you need as a quarter. Uh, that's all you need from your quarterback is what team, what player gives you the better record, the better chance to win. And if you think that it's a player that you have a better winning record with, you should go with them regardless of what happens. I don't think Nick Foles gave us the best chance to win. I think because that's just false. Then he would have been the starter. <laughs> like, I, I mean, just don't think so. All I'm saying is that when you guys won your Super Bowl, yes, Carson. Yes, yeah, he has a better record. I don't think he gives us the best chance to win. If I, if that makes sense. No, I. You don't need to be more talented to have to give someone a better chance to win. You don't. If you if you are better in that system, you should be there instead of someone just because they're more talented. Which I know sounds weird. Like obviously you want the most talent on the field at whatever time, but sometimes there's just the ability to do things in a system that you know that that you know how to win games in a system, you know how to do things the right way, regardless of talent. And I think that Carson Wentz definitely has more talent than Nick Foles does, and it's not even close when it comes to that, when it comes to specific arm talent, but there just might be something about the mentality of Nick Foles that works in Philadelphia. I just think he just doesn't care. Nick Foles? Yeah. He cuts it loose. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he doesn't play... And that's something Wentz has to do. Mm -hmm. And I... I'm partially starting to think that it's Doug Peterson and he might be the culprit in all of this and he just is being like hidden in the shadows because he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I think he could be the culprit in all this, like not letting Wentz run with his legs, not letting him throw downfield. Like You know, I don't I don't hate that about Doug Peterson. I don't hate the fact that he's. I'm. Definitely, I hate that he he holds back Wentz running. I don't hate that at all. Because that's what he. That's what made Wentz. It, it, okay, so if you're not winning with Wentz in the pocket, okay, then what the hell are you concerned about if he gets injured? So the way that Carson Wentz runs the ball is he runs like a. If running. he slid. That's what I'm talking about. Is Carson Wentz needs to learn how to protect himself before before he's he should be given free range of He'll dive. mobility. He won't slide. He'll dive in through someone to get an extra yard instead of understanding that if I don't take a hit, that preserves me and that's better for me. I don't hate the fact that Doug Peterson's 
probably was pretty avid on the play call, just like give him plays that he has to throw from the pocket because we need to keep him healthy. But he, that's what that's what was wrong with Kaepernick. They tried making him a pocket passer, and he wasn't not. They, they need to find a happy medium. And same thing with Cam Newton. But the they thing tried is, making him a pocket passer, and he just isn't. Carson Wentz needs to do what Russell Wilson does, and that is when he runs away from pressure, he runs to throw. I'm telling you, that's why I said like we need a good offensive mind, like a nor like a quarterback whisperer, like a Norv Turner or something like that, just to help him out. Greg, you, Greg Roman. I don't think he leaves Baltimore, but that would be I a good option. Imagine, I can't imagine he leaves Baltimore. Not what? Not if I think he gets a head coach job. I feel like Baltimore might hold on to him as a head coach. No, as an oh. offensive coordinator. You don't think he's gonna take a head coach job? If he gets offered one. Bro, if you're an offensive coordinator, I feel like this way about a lot. I, I feel weird about offensive coordinators because yes, it would feel great to obviously get a head, be a, be a head coach, stuff like that. But when you're so clearly with somebody so great, and you could build something so good, and you could be the main focal point of that, like you could you could get all the credit. Now, if Baltimore pays him, he might. I was gonna say you could get credit for Lamar Jackson's success because you he made is. the system for him. He, John Harbaugh's not getting credit. No, because he's Greg defense Roman. and special teams. It's Greg Roman's getting credit for this. Imagine if Lamar Jackson plays for 15 years, wins wins a few Super Bowls, becomes one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and the entire time he had him with him, and it's just like, yeah, it's you get that credit Even too. Even though no one talks about Josh McDaniels. We talk a, about Tom Brady. A lot of people like, talk. We talk about Tom Brady and Bill, Bill Belichick. But a lot of but, but I see that way about Josh McDaniels and the way that I know he, you look at it like that. Like you look, you don't even really look at Belichick and Brady. You look at Brady and when it comes to the offense, I look at Josh McDaniels because Bill Belichick is one of those coaches that lets the coordinators do most of what it decisions. could be though. Because I think, I think, well, McDaniels is the next head coach if Belichick. Retires. Yeah, I feel like that's that was the conversation that happened when he went when he, when went, he to said, went to the Colts and said no, never mind, um, because Josh McDaniels doesn't want to leave New England unless there's a system in place with a solid quarterback. Because obviously the last time he didn't have a solid quarterback, he drafted Tim Tebow, and you know how that went. So he want if he were to take a head coaching job, he would want to would want to go somewhere that. I has don't know, him. man. Maybe he saw something. Maybe Tebow was. Maybe Tebow was the Lamar. Maybe what? Maybe that was the formula. But he traded up for him. So did Baltimore. They traded up for Lamar. Yeah, Lamar's just faster. And Tebow shouldn't have been a starting quarterback in the NFL. He won one playoff game, and it was because of. I Mary's think Tebow would have worked. I really do. I mean, if you would have put him in the right offensive system, he would have worked. But the Broncos got a chance at Peyton Manning. They're just like, oh, the yeah. hell with him. Like, that's all it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Josh McDaniels as an offensive coordinator more than a head coach because, I mean, I don't know. I don't know because when he was in Denver, he didn't. And some people are just good, better coordinators than head coaches, like Romeo Cornell in Houston. Like, mm-hmm. and, like he didn't work out at all as a head coach in Cleveland. Just, well, nobody does. Am I wrong? They will. Somebody I does. think they get it next year. They have to make a smart decision. Unless they promote they, within themselves again, they, which is they fire. I think they made the wrong decision with promoting in themselves. Who do you think they should get? I thought they should have got I thought they should have hired Greg Williams. Probably. As the head coach. He he was the interim head coach and they had a winning record. 
Yeah, they probably did have the right guy with. with I think guy. I think they made the wrong decision in promoting Freddie Kitchens instead of Greg Williams. Because Greg, I think Greg Williams leaves this year. So who Jets. do you think that they? Either one of them's got to go. Adam Gase for Greg Williams. One of them's going because they just don't work out. And that was in the off season too. That they they don't like each other. Yeah. It's like so one of them's got to go. I feel like I would love. Greg Williams is the Eagles defensive coordinator. I would love that. He's, he's a very good he's, he's a good DC. I'll sure. take all Bounty Gate. I'll take it all. That's what we need on our defenses. Some dudes like that. Some get kind a, of get, fight. Get a damn Reuben Foster. Get get uh get Miles Garrett. Get uh <laughs> hey, let's maybe. let's go let's go get Von Perfect. I'm all for it. How we need it? some dudes like that. How would you feel about hiring Steve Belichick? <laughs> you mean the Hobbit? Yo, Steve Belichick looks fucking nuts. You know I'm right too. You know I'm right too. That's why you're laughing. He yeah. looks nuts. He looks, he, like does a, look a crazy. he looks like a crazy psycho children of the corn looking dude. Hey, yeah. Dude is psycho looking. Did Bill Belichick like shelter his kid or something? He looks nuts. He doesn't look. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He won't get hired for a head coach job. Unless he changes his look. I honestly feel like, I don't know what Steve Belichick is going to do with his coaching career in the NFL, but he's been he's been doing a good job with, uh, with the well, clearly. DB, with DBs, for sure. <laughs> but I just, no way. You can't be, you can't look like that. Dude, he looks freaking nuts. He looks a little rough around the edges, for sure. Like, Matt Patricia looks better than him. Mm. Matt Patricia's, like, unhealthy. Man, you bagging on these former Patriots coaches. It really... Am I wrong, though? No, but... I'm not wrong. Uh, like, Matt Patricia, like, they're, like, saying... Like, they were concerned about his weight. Like... It was, like, kind of, like, gross. Like, he'd show up to meetings late, and all the team meetings late. But then they'd have... He'd have practice, like, five or six days a week. So they, uh... Like, people were mad running at him. sprints and shit. People were mad at him. The, the Detroit players were mad at him in his first year because uh, he did the thing that Bill Belichick does and they practice outdoors no matter what the weather is, even though Ford Field is a dome. In fucking Detroit. In Detroit. <laughs> and I get it for New England because their stadium is outdoors and they want to be prepared to play in every... every I can understand if you're playing outside that week, yeah. like on a road game or something. Every single, every single practice, the Patriots practice outdoors. They, they have for the last 20 years. Uh, it doesn't matter what the weather conditions are, they always practice outdoors because they, they always think, like, if it's harder in practice, it'll be easier in the game. Yeah. And so Matt Patricia adopted that, but they played in in December outdoors with Fucking a losing record. Detroit. In Detroit. Basically Canada. When it's snowing and cold and shit like that, when they have a home game that week in a dome and they have an indoor practice facility. It's like, bro, like, I get it. You want to prepare your players to play in any you weather. You don't do that in freaking Detroit. But you don't do that with when you know you have an indoor game and you have an indoor practice. So you know what the conditions are going to be. You may as well practice in them. I thought he really had this locker until like, he traded that safety. Yeah. And then it started going downhill as soon as they traded Quandre Diggs. Like, Who's been balling yeah. in Seattle. Like, they, I don't even know why they traded him. Seattle has some some ballers now on like, defense. Detroit has been bad ever yeah. since they had. They're I think they're like three one and one, and then they traded them, and now they're three eight and one. Yeah, not good. Um, 
Anything NBA you want to talk about? No, not really. Nothing's going on. Carmelo. It's the NBA season. Small. That's what I was. It's early. That's like really the only story. Yeah. Really. Everyone's like, shocked wa- by how and the Wash King. That's so cool. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Wash King, man. He's balling. Yeah, I love I LeBron. Need, I need to get me a LeBron jersey. LeBron, LeBron is a new LeBron. Or, and I need, or I need to get some new LeBrons, like brand new, like twenty-seven. Did you watch LeBron seventeens? I need to get them. Did you watch highlights of the uh, Mavs Lakers game? Yeah, I see. I know Luka Doncic is the truth. I just don't like him. Why? I just don't. I didn't like Kobe either. I just don't like him. They do. I feel like they're they're pretty. Like sometimes you just like don't like players. Like er, like everyone hates LeBron. I love LeBron James. Yeah. And but the thing is, like, is like I LeBron. love. But the thing is, I love Kobe. So I love Luca. Yeah, I, I hate. I hated Kobe, and I I hate. I just I don't hate Luca. I just don't like him. I don't know. I think he's. I don't like Trey Young. Really? I hate Trey Young. I, I can't like, stand him. Trey Young reminds me a lot of um, Steph Curry. That's why I hate him. <laughs> yeah. But I also he's got like an edge to him that I like. Like he's I don't like him he's, at all. He he's not like Curry him. shoots obviously and he drives to the basket and hits floaters. But like Trey Young is so aggressive with the basketball. I love it. Just like just like Kobe was. Shout out to DeAndre Hunter though. On the Hawks, mm-hmm. my uh, uncle coached him in Philly. Did he? That's in, cool. In high school, yeah. He, he like he told me when we were at like a uh, like a Thanksgiving or a Christmas one year. He was like he was like he, look look out for a kid with the last name Hunter from Philly, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I saw him in the national title game, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like. And he won like the MVP for the tight for the NCAA. And tournament. you're like, oh, like, that bull. Yeah, you mean like fourth pick bull? Yeah. Yeah, uncle coached him in high school. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, shout out to him. I'll always root for him. Yeah. But Good yeah, for him. I can't stand Trey Young. Um, big MMA news. I'll run down it. You 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 know what I'm gonna say. McGregor? The two fights that were announced. Yeah. Huge fights. So Big you, fights. you you know what I'm talking about. Like you know what's going on. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna be able to put much input in on them, but yeah, I know what's going I know the like, I know the names. January eighteenth, uh McGregor versus Cerrone. I didn't know it was that soon. Yep, it's next January eighteenth. And I will be watching it. For sure. I'll definitely tune in for that fight. You have to. Yeah. Any McGregor fight. If there's a McGregor see, fight you have to watch. It's must see TV. And uh, Finally, can we get it? Can we get it for the fifth time? This fight, I don't know. You don't know the history. I don't know the history of uh, is it, this what, is the Tony fifth and, time they're trying to fight this, and they haven't yet. They, they Dana White has made this fight four times Khabib versus Tony for the lightweight title. They've made this fight four times, and it hasn't happened. No injuries, like, like, or like Khabib will be injured. Tony got injured the last one towards ACL, tripping on a wire. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, cursed. It's cursed. Uh, Khabib missed weight the one time. It's just... Can we get it for the fifth time? When is it scheduled? April 18th. I am requesting off work. (laughs) I will be watching that fight. That should be a good one. It's Tony time, bitches. (laughs) It's Tony time. Tony finally will get it done, and I'm putting that put pick in now. Now? Now. Like, I'm... To- it's Tony time. El, El Kikui. 
Cucuy. Yes, the boogeyman. It's, that's, that is the boogeyman in Spanish. El Cucuy. So, yeah, Tony Tony will get his first lightweight title and beat the undefeated Khabib. I'm calling it now. But um, I think that's about it. Yeah, I think that just about wraps us up. Um, You want to take us out since Matt's not here? Yeah, I think that just about wraps us up for this episode on the money. Uh, <clears throat> whereas uh, hopefully next week we'll have either Matt back or Gillen or maybe possibly both. Don't know yet. Oh, man. <laughs> um, but and until then, uh, it's been Trent and Alex, not Trent Alex and Matt, or not Trent Alex. Yeah, it's just uh, just us two holding holding down the fort this episode. Uh, spread the word, as Matt would always like to say. And uh, Al- Alex wasn't ready for today. Trent had his stats and his facts. Uh, <laughs> good good episode, I think. Uh, we'll uh, yeah. we'll catch you guys next Wednesday.